this is Hope with Michelle. Although I'm a best-selling and award-winning author, I have been called to help you. I am the mother of an addicted loved one. Um, Our son and daughter-in-law are currently in rehab, but have only been there for about six weeks. And we've had years and years and years of um, ups and downs because of addiction. And so I have been called and, and, and on this journey to learn. And along my way, I am sharing some of what I learn with you because I believe when we can serve others where we are, um, the reward is so much better than anything we could hope for in our lives, right? So today, I want to talk to you about how to find a rehab facility. It's a heavy topic. And I have just a lot of information and a story I want to share with you. Um, Your addicted son or daughter, maybe it's finally time. They come to you and they are open to recovery. This is a blessed day, right? This is the day that you have been waiting for because they're finally ready. They're sick of their lives and they want to change. They're ready to do the, to make the changes they need, um, but this window of time is really sensitive. You have to act right away because the more they think about recovery, the scarier it gets. It's easier just to stay where they're at, and so um, it's it's just a time where many times an addicted loved one will change their minds in a heartbeat. And so we have to be prepared, but it's really hard to be prepared because we don't know when this moment is going to arrive or even if it's going to arrive where they finally uh, admit that they have a problem and they need help. When our son and daughter-in-law decided to go to rehab, um, it was a place in Florida. Um, We live in north central Indiana. And it's cold country in the winter, so I'm sure part of the appeal was getting out of our cold environment and starting over on a beach in a city where the sun shines almost every day. I'm sure that was appealing. Um, And we didn't care. We wanted them to get to rehab, but um, we didn't know everything that I know today sitting here. And I also don't know yet a lot of things that are to come, right? So we can just learn on the go depending on where we're at. But our son and daughter-in-law knew they had to get away from the influences. This is one of the things they I have heard over and over again. You have to get them out of their environment because otherwise the urge, the cravings, and the people that they have associated themselves with are just too prevalent in their lives. They're too easy to fall back on. But our son and daughter-in-law knew that if they kept going the way they were going, they were going to end up either in jail, and I think that was their worst fear. My worst fear, of course, was that they would both die, and we have um, guardianship of their children, and although we care deeply and love their children, we know how important it is for them to have a mom and dad in their lives. Our job Hopefully it's just temporary until mom and dad can get to the point of reunification. Okay, so so when they first, it's complicated, but sometimes their journey on finding a rehab 
um, is important too. And they might have heard about a rehab from their friend, uh, loved one, somebody. In our case, our son's in-laws were trying to push for them to go to a rehab facility out in California, super far from us, and they wanted to take their youngest daughter with them. And as legal guardians, we did not believe that was a wise decision. So we put our foot down um, until, you know, they're in a place where they can establish a better reunification. It was not in the child's best interest to move her clear across the country. And we knew we're older. We're not going to get out there and visit uh, very often because it's, it's just too difficult, too expensive, right? So f- somehow they landed on this rehab facility in Florida. And we were told that the first month was going to be pricey, but that afterward um, they would get a scholarship and then they would start working and paying for their own way. Everything happened so fast and we were rushed to get them to rehab, literally um, saving their lives, getting them on a plane to get there, right? So we didn't really do our due diligence on finding out just what rehab they were going to and what we talked to we talked to the coordinator, the intake coordinator on the phone, um, and we got as many answers as we could in the moment. But your situation may be different, and I'm here to tell you, don't wait. Look around and understand the differences in rehabilitation centers. There are many free ones, there are low-cost ones, but they are all very different. And knowledge is power so you need to know why there is a difference and how can one afford to give scholarships and maybe another cannot and one of the main things that um, are is super super important is that typically if addiction is more than just okay I'm gonna stop doing it and stop right typically I don't know what the percentage is, but a very high percentage of people with addiction have an underlying problem that is um, getting in the way of their life. Of they're, in a, they're unable to cope, and so therefore they try to self-medicate with drugs to help them. But often there is an underlying uh, mental health disorder, disease, and it needs to be addressed. But in a lot of these facilities, they they don't do that. They there may be Bible based, which I believe this is a spiritual journey, and there should be some type of um, of uh, superior power here. Uh, in my case, it's it's God. But whatever it is for you, you need to find where your child is going to find that spiritual connectivity, and sometimes these rehab centers don't allow any medication for bipolar disorders or mental health or depression Um, some some addicts need to be on anti-depression medication anti-anxiety medication and you need to know before your child goes do they have a dual diagnosis program? A dual diagnosis program. Do they look at addiction as just stopping the behavior or do they look at it from 
a mental health standpoint where they can assess with psychologists, with psychiatric help, with counseling, how often do they get that in their program? Very, very important. And the reason, the reason why I want to go through some of these tools and steps with you is because we learn from our mistakes. And if we keep doing the things, same things over and over again, it's the definition of insanity. We have to take what we've learned and build on that. So we were told the first month of our son's rehab was going to be really pricey. But after that, um, there would be a scholarship and our son would start working, etc. Well, fast forward to today. They've been in PHP for four to six, about six weeks now. PHP is intense care with a dual diagnosis. They have doctors, therapists, support groups. Um, they work with them on medications to help with their other diagnoses. Um, and so if you think of it, and, and they also have like trauma counseling. And you might say, well, my son or daughter did not struggle with any trauma in their life. Well, I understand because I felt the same way, but oftentimes trauma can come from even going through cancer or going through a difficult experience that has nothing to do with us. Um, And maybe it stems from, you know, experience in jail for them or a time where they suffered separation anxiety about something else. We don't know, but trauma is from their point of view and they need to cope with the trauma in their lives and get through it and that doesn't happen in a nanosecond it's not like you can sit your child down and say okay so what's bothering you let's talk about that trauma and how we can get to the other side no it's a lot more than that and the only reason I know that is because our grand girls are working through trauma in their lives with a, a trained trauma therapist and um, there are a lot of pieces it's like climbing a mountain Um, very small short small steps to get there so here they are our son and daughter-in-law in this facility and the bill is due again for the next month and these bills could buy us a car (laughs) Um, they're exorbitant right but what do you do okay so so think about the scenario here we are there's six weeks invested into this program and we know there are no guarantees none there are no guarantees our son and daughter-in-law could walk out of this program tomorrow and um, fall off the face of the earth or overdose and die I know that sounds probably pretty dramatic, but I just joined this Facebook group called The Addict's Mom, Sharing Without Shame. And for your for moms in this group here that are listening, go request. If you're not a member there, you need to be. It is such an eye-opener. Again, it's called The Addict's Mom. It's a private group. You have to kind of apply and answer a few questions, but it's sharing without shame. And it's getting to know people all over who are struggling with the same thing you are right now. It's a great resource page, support page, and so on. But getting back to this, um, 
we we know and we what we've learned is that there are no guarantees with any rehab but if our son if we find a lesser expensive program for him now we run the risk of him um, falling off falling off and out of of his program he's built trust with his doctors with his support groups his sponsors um, and if we just automatically rip him from that and put him somewhere else that could just spiral him into active use again the other part of the problem is that the jail has approved the court system has approved for him to be in this program so if he switches program we have to go back to the attorneys back to the court and get approval which could take time it could um, trip him up it might send him to jail and the third problem is that um, we have been instructed not to talk to our son about the whole financial part of this because here's the thing his shame has left him immobile for so long he feels so ashamed of what he's done with his life of the money that he has um, made us not made us but that we have had to shell out for him his family he doesn't want to take another dime from us and talking to him about the costs that he is incurring in our family is is not going to help it's just gonna set him back and so we're we want to make him accountable and he is being accountable he's spending time with us on the phone talking to us about his recovery but um you know talking to him about look this is costing us too much money and you need to go to another rehab is really not going to help so here we are we're caught between a rock and an addicted loved one aren't we we always have a choice but we are choosing to go ahead with the financing this part of his recovery, hoping that he will get a job soon and be able to help himself and his family. So what does all this have to do with you, right? I know my journey and your journey are different, but I just feel compelled to help you learn the list of items you want to check into while you can, um, while you're looking for a rehab. So I have to, I have to stop here for just a few minutes for a podcast sponsor break, but please stay tuned because when I come back, I'm going to give you some of the tips and tools that I have learned, um, about to find that help will help you find the best rehab facility for your son or a daughter or addicted spouse, addicted loved one. So God bless, and I hope you come back and hear the rest of this podcast. Hi, this is Michelle. I'm bringing you hope, and today I'm talking about rehabilitation centers, rehab recovery, and I'm so glad that you're here. I I know this is a 
an epidemic. And the more I'm on the Facebook page, The Addict's Mom, sharing without shame, the more I realize how widespread this problem is. And so it kind of gives me power to be with you today and take time out of my day to do this. But um, thank you. Thank you for being here. And I really hope it helps. I'm sincere. So you, the main thing is here, you want your child in recovery. You want them to stay in recovery because, until they're old and gray. And I don't mean like in a rehab center. I mean in recovery. Because once uh, an addict realizes they're an addict, it's for life. It's not just in the moment for here, I'm going to heal and be better in a month. That It doesn't work that way. This is something that they're going to have to cope with for the rest of their lives. And that's another reason why you want to pick the right rehab place for now to give them the best chance, right? So, um, but you also want to know what to expect with finances and so on and what types of treatment are available around you and other parts of the country. You want to be involved in the recovery process so you know how to help your child. When our son um, left his um, IOP, his outpatient, he was living in a home and he was it was about 90 days into the program last spring, um, he had drug tested positive for meth and alcohol and we were devastated and so they had to kick him out of the program and we were like well what do we do now what do we do now right and we were so angry and looking back at that I think oh my goodness that rehab center wasn't equipped to help us but we needed people to hold our hand too not just our sons because he was at a volatile point in his life and we did some things that we shouldn't have done, but we didn't know. We just didn't know. So one of the things you want to do when you check into these rehab centers is find out how they how they help a family. How will they help you know what you should do and what you shouldn't do um, as far as helping versus enabling. And sometimes because we're so emotional, it's it's a gray area. But will the Will the counselor talk to you weekly about your child's progress? Is that scheduled every week? We're in the process of getting ours scheduled every week. And it's okay. We're spending money. We should be a part of his recovery because um, the, the anecdote to addiction is connectivity. It's staying connected. And we want to do that in a loving way, but without enabling. But it's really hard to know that. So um, also, what are their procedures if your child is drug tested and kicked out? Uh, if, they, if they're positive for drugs and they're in your program and they have to be removed from the home, we totally understood this because there are other people at stake there. And um, until they're ready to stay for the long haul and do what they need to do, um, they're not allowed in. But what is your rehabs? What are the rules on this, right? Um, what do they help you with if, if your child um, does something that gets them kicked out of the program? Um, and and what, what is there that you can do? And how do they help you in that case? Um, 
And in our case, you know, there's reunification with the children. So that's a whole nother piece. Um, Something we didn't look into was what's their marriage counseling? Is there going to be marriage counseling? Because there's a lot of codependency when there are husband and wives or boyfriends, girlfriends um, involved in addiction. There's a, you know, codependency is a huge part of the problem because if one of the partners is giving the other permission, then they're not really strong enough to stand on their own. And um, oftentimes they're a part of the problem. So there is there is a website I want to tell you about. It's called um, findtreatment.samhsa.gov backslash. Um, it's finding quality treatment for substance use disorders. It's not called substance abuse. For some reason, they've changed this to substance use disorders. And I think they're just trying to change the stigma. Um, So often this week, I noticed um, there was a young um, active user who was in extreme pain and went to the emergency room and he wasn't given any credibility. They just thought he was, you know, on drugs and they couldn't help him. And finally, what happened was it was his appendix and it burst and he was rushed um, by helicopter to to a center and and I don't I I think he's alive but I don't know if he's going to make it and so we're trying to change the stigma of drug abuse so that when these active addicts do go to emergency room and they have valid problems that they're treated with respect Anyway, okay, that's kind of off to the side, but it's all a part of this, right? So there are three steps to assessing care. Number one, if you have insurance, call your insurer. Ask about your coverage and whether they have a network or preferred provider for you to use. Do it now. If you don't have an insurance, each state has funding to provide treatment for people without insurance coverage. Find where um, to call for information about paying for services and that's um, there's a whole directory www.samhsa.gov so it's samhsa.gov there's a directory there you can review the websites of the providers and see if they have the quote five signs of quality treatment I'm going to be going over there, uh, over the, what those are in just a minute here, but there are five signs of a quality treatment. And you want to make sure that either your insurance is a provider for one of those or um, and, and find out if you don't have insurance, if one of these sites can help you at the directory. Um, you can call for an appointment if they can't see you or your family member within 48 hours find another provider. I mean, this is all really important to do. And had I known, I would have done this on the front end before our son was finally able to say, okay, I want, I want help. So what are the fine five signs of quality treatment? And I'm just, I'm just reading these from this website. So if you want to go to the website and not take time to listen to these, please feel free to do so. It's called findtreatment.samhsa.gov. The 800 number is 
662-HELP or 4357-1800-662-HELP. So here are the five signs of quality treatment. Number one, accreditation. Has the program been licensed or certified by the state? If the program currently, are they in good standing within the state and staff qualified? Good quality programs will have good inspection records and both the program and the staff should have received training and treatment of substance use and mental disorders and be licensed or registered in the state. Does the program conduct satisfactory surveys and can they show you how people using the services have rated them? Two, medication. Does the program offer FDA-approved medication for recovery from alcohol and opioid use disorders? At this point in time, there are no FDA-approved medications to help prevent relapse from other program substances. However, this is a side note for me. It's not here at this site. I know when our son and daughter-in-law were addicted to heroin, our daughter-in-law actually coded and had to be brought back to life from from heroin. Um, They did get the shot. There was a shot that they could get because my son still had insurance at the time and it was paid for for a brief period of time. And they could get these shots that blocked the heroin from um, causing them to have cravings and it could block the effects of the drug. Um, I think it started with an N. I'm sorry, I need to research that. I'll, I'll be sure to um, share that on another podcast. But just know that there are plenty of... Um, resources at this site too that I'm sure they would have information but you want to ask at the rehab recovery center if what they what their medication laws and rules are the third point here is evidence-based practices does the program offer treatments that have been proven to be effective in treating substance use disorders including medication management therapies motivational therapy cognitive behavioral therapy, drug and alcohol counseling, education about the risks, and peer support. Um, Do they provide or help to obtain medical care for physical health issues? Um, And for families, does the program include family members in the treatment process? Family members have an important role. That's me. That's me. I'm a part of the family, and I'm not finding what I need. And so that's why I'm here, and that's why I'm going out to find what I need and to share it with you. Um, And five, support. Does the program provide ongoing treatment and support beyond just treating the substance abuse issues or substance use issues? So yes, um, they provide support for our addicted son and daughter-in-law, but again, I haven't found that for us. But for many people, addiction is a chronic condition and requires ongoing meds and support. Quality programs provide treatment for the long term, which may include ongoing counseling or recovery coaching and support, meetings, sober housing, employment supports, um, and continued family involvement. So that's the end of of this um, sheet of the five signs of quality treatment. One, accreditation. Two, medication. Three, evidence-based practices. Four, families. And five, supports. And it's substance 
Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. And that's S like in Sam, A, M like in Mary, H, S, A, Sam, H, S, A. That's the Uh, That's the information that I have just provided for you here today. It comes from their website. It's not my information as far as um, those five signs of quality rehab place. So I hope this has been really helpful to you. If it has, um, please share the podcast with somebody else you might, uh, who might also benefit from it. And if you have any requests or concerns, please reach out to me at Michelle at michelleweidenbenner.com. Um, I, I'm here to help and I just want to pray for you on your journey and hope that you can find support. God bless.